This episode of Bedroom Studios is brought to you by two damn dogs and one fucking cat. Enjoy. Hello again, my pretties. <laughs> Does everyone have their popcorn, their snackies, their little soda pop or beer or liquor or cat piss or whatever the hell you drink or eat? Fucking weirdos. Anyway. Alright, so uh, let's see. I'm just going to talk about some upcoming things. We've got Hauntober taking it seriously. Uh, we've got all the guests for Hauntober lined up. Okay, I'm just going to rattle those off real quick. Uh, first and foremost, the first ones we've got, we're going to have... The Spook House Saints. Yeah, both of them are going to be on the show. We're going to interview them. We're going to talk to them about some creepy shit. Uh, also, one of the biggest horror fanatics I've ever met in my life, Clint Spain from Kamikaze Zombie, is going to return. Uh, we're going to talk some uh, paranormal shit. We're going to talk horror movies with him because he is a... He bleeds horror movies. Uh, we're going to have Jason Martin, who used to play guitar in a band called Day Worth Dying For. <clears throat> uh... I don't, think, I don't know if he's in anything else. He's looking for a band right now. Oh, yeah, he was in uh, Firewater Revival. Ah, yes. I don't remember he was in something else. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Wayne Gaston, who is a fucking huge supporter of everyone and every fucking thing. And he's also one of the most fucking kick-ass dudes I've ever met in my fucking life. So we're going to have him on and just shoot the shit with him because he's fucking cool. And everyone should know that guy. And I think we're also going to try to get Chris Scholes on the show. Chris Scholes, former guitarist. Eh, wrong. Former bassist of Mountain Bastard. Uh, and then myself. We're going to interview me. Sweet. That's tonight, actually. Yes, I am sleeping over with myself tonight. I hope you enjoy. It was all consensual. Trust me. But anyway, then we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the shit coming up with Never Again, with Vex, other bedroom studio stuff, and other other things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I'm recording this post, uh, so do forgive my rambling in my sleepover because I got very confused on a lot of things because I couldn't remember when I joined and quit certain bands. And I've been in quite a few. I can't remember. You can count them. I'm not counting them right now. I'm, I'm tired. Anyway, yeah. All right. So, I hope you enjoy this episode tonight. Thank you. Well, okie dokie, Obi-Wan Baloney. Let's see. Uh, I guess now is something I should probably talk about that I haven't done yet. But might as well just go ahead and do my sleepover interview. Uh, I don't have anyone here to interview me. But, uh, you know, I think I probably got it hacked and figured out. So, um, basically, I started playing guitar when I was just before I left high school. It was like 2002, I think. Maybe it was even 2003, the year I graduated. Uh, I got my first guitar, and I sucked ass. Couldn't even fucking play Misfits shit. Uh, so I moved on to vocals, and I sucked at those also. Hard. Worse than the guitar, actually, probably. Uh, had to uh, 
practice and practice and practice. Never played in anything serious or did anything serious until I moved over to drums because no one around here could play the kind of drums that me and Chris from Celestial Plague wanted to play. So I had to learn how. Uh, so I learned how to blast beat. I learned, you know, all that good shit for black and death metal. And that's when Chris ran into Brad at a record store called the sound shop. That's no longer open. And they got to talking. And next thing I know, we formed a band called celestial plague. I was on drums and vocals because we couldn't find a vocalist. We couldn't find anybody that could, Hmm. I guess, well, it was the same issue with the bass player. With the bassist, we, we couldn't find anyone until we found Matt Tidwell that could keep up with Chris and Brad. And if there is, if there was anyone that could keep up with those two guys, they weren't interested in playing black and death metal. So, whichever. Anywho, uh, and after we couldn't find a vocalist, uh, we, we tried out several people um, and they just couldn't hack it uh, for whatever reason. Either it wasn't a, a style of music that their voice was made for or tailored to, or they just couldn't produce the power and the oomph that we wanted. Uh, you know, uh, it ended up falling on me. Brad showed up one day with a fucking headset mic. He's like, here you go, Phil Collins. And I was like, oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, that impressed a lot of fucking people when we played like shows we played with goat whore and, uh, wait, did we play with goat whore? Did social play play with goat whore? No, we didn't. That was formulas. I apologize. But anyway, I I kept the headset mic when I was playing in formulas also, but uh, I digress. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, uh, while I was playing in celestial plague is when I ran into Terry Quillen, who would in the future become the drummer for mountain bastard. Uh, like I said before, he was an old friend of mine. I'd known him since I was a little kid and I grew up with his children. Um, still, uh, friends with him to this day, I think. And, um, he was in a band called water dog at the time. And I knew about it because me and his kid, uh, TJ had went and saw them play live at, um, lots of places, lots of places, man. They played all over the fucking joint, uh, and then one day I ran into Terry and he asked me what I was doing in music. And I showed him some of the celestial stuff and he said, I should come over and hang out with them guys at their practice one day. And little did I know that that practice was not just for me to sit in on. It was actually a surprise audition. And before I left there that afternoon, I was a full member of the band, uh, it's kind of like fucking um, Matt uh, Matt Damon. Uh, what's the fucking guy that looks like Matt Damon? Mark Wahlberg. I was like Mark Wahlberg and Rockstar. I got to join the band that just fucking made me want to play music because I had heard of Water Dog way before. You know, like I said, I was still in high school when I first heard Water Dog. So you know, almost ten years after you know them, those three guys. Uh, you know, creating this fire and passion I have for music almost 10 years later, I get to join them and start out as their rhythm guitarist and then move on to be the lead singer. So that was really fucking cool. <clears throat> so I was doing both celestial plague and brother's rage at the same time, <clears throat> uh, which was really fucking fun. It was fun going from playing 
uh, hard rock and traditional heavy metal stuff with Brothers Rage and singing clean, uh, having a lot of melody and stuff, and then going to Celestial Plague and swapping over from guitar to drums and trading my mic stand for a headset mic and just, just, you know, really cool. Uh, duality, I guess. So anyway, I was in those two bands for quite a while. And then, um, I think it was, yes, it was the battle of the bands for that horrible, horrible guerrilla music. Uh, we joined, uh, that battle of the bands that particular year. I think it was, Hmm. It might've been 20. It was either 2010 or 2011. And we ran into Jake Halliday and Hal Hamner from a band called sloth out of Tuscaloosa. Um, they loved, you know, what we were doing and they wanted to start a band with Brad and me. And that band became known as formulas and formulas played a lot of fucking killer shows. I had a blast playing with those guys too. Hal and Jake, are just the perfect odd couple, man. They are so goddamn funny. Jake is probably one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. He's, cr- he's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, he once almost hit Hal with a, uh, a hammer. Hal, Hal's last name was Hamner. And he's like, God damn you, Hal Hamner. I got a motherfucking Hal Hammer right here. If you don't get out of my way. So, and I'm just fucking rolling and shit. And, uh, So Celestial Plague started to kind of fall apart there. Matt uh, was dealing with some stuff and Chris was in the midst of moving to California um, and going off to do his own thing. And so Celestial Plague kind of quietly disbanded for a little while. Um, So I kept on with Brothers Rage and Formulas. Uh, I got burnt out with formulas, even though, like I said, we played a ton of fucking awesome shows. I mean, we got to open up for goat whore. Uh, we got to open up for solstice. Yes. The fucking solstice. Um, and their, their newest, uh, their new singer was fucking blown away by my blast beat in a song we had called fungal pathogen. It was just like, I don't know. Fucking, I'm not, counting BPMs here. I just say it was fucking fast. But, uh, as we were leaving me and Brad and his wife, Mikey were leaving the venue that night. He ran up, this dude ran up and nearly dove through my fucking driver's side window. And he's like, dude, that fucking right hand, man. God damn. I was like, Hey, cool, man. I thought you were about to rob me, but okay. So, uh, I got a little burnout playing with formulas. Um, I don't know if it was just the, 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 the schedule of playing or what really, but I just, uh, I just kind of had to step away. I was, I was, I don't know if, what it was, but, uh, I think I was just getting tired of playing death metal. So I ended up leaving formulas and then it was brothers rage and brothers rage alone. Um, me and Brad still messed around with celestial plague. We, um, we've been talking for fucking nearly, uh, you know, nearly 10 years now about re-recording the uh, demo that we put out, which hopefully we can do here pretty soon. Cause I would love to do it. I know there's a couple of people said they would love to get a better quality version of that demo. So hopefully me and Brad can get together and do that sometime soon. So I'm in brother's rage and Terry wants to start a new band. He's the drummer for 
Brothers Rage, and he wants to start something a little bit heavier than Brothers Rage. He wants something on the more extreme side, because he's been watching all these fucking crazy shows like uh, Headbanger's Journey and all this other stuff. And uh, so we decided to form a side band, me and him. Uh, we got, uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, actually. I need to step back just a moment and talk about Thothamon, because I joined Thothamon after I had left Formula. So I was in Thothamon and, and uh, Brothers Rage. Thothamon was a doom metal band out of Birmingham. Um, I had been real good friends with those guys for a few years, uh, ever since they played the first, very first night of the living metal, the one that didn't have a very good turnout. And that weird crackhead lady was outside, um, fucking hitting on Hal and trying to steal Jake's weed. Um, so when their drummer decided, uh, he was, he needed to leave that band because he was in another band. Um, he suggested me and they were like, well, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, he's like our biggest fan. So again, like fucking Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar, I got to join another fucking band that I absolutely loved. And I joined Thothamon on drums and, uh, played with them for a while. We played a lot of, uh, a lot of shows. Uh, and that band also kind of like faded. Uh, we were in the midst of trying to record a new album. Uh, the singer Colt got hurt at work. It rendered him unable to play for a very long time. So recording was completely out of the option. And of course, playing live and even rehearsing and practicing was, you know, out. So, uh, Thothamon kind of faded. So not long after that was when, as I said earlier, Terry wanted to start a newer, heavier band. Brandon, the bass player from Thothamon and vocalist, uh, he wanted to start a band himself uh, while Thothamon was, uh, you know, we didn't know what was going on with that. So me, Terry, and Brandon formed what would become Mountain Bastard. And uh, we had Chris Scholes, an old friend of mine, who recorded his own project called The Alchemy Project back in the day, joined us on bass. And his cousin, Nick, joined us on guitar. And uh, not not very long after we got started, Brandon left. Uh, he had some personal stuff to deal with. So he needed to step away. Uh, not long after that, Nick uh, also left. And since Brad wasn't really doing anything, we got Brad to join us on guitar. And that was our lineup for our first album, Cult. Not cult, but cult, like a fucking cult, you know, religious shit, you know, uh, with Terry on drums, Brad and myself on guitar, Chris on bass and me singing again. Uh, we recorded that album cult at Wolf Skull Studios in, uh, Graysville, Alabama. Uh, Bill Ambridge did it, uh, did a fucking amazing job on it. Uh, shit is heavier than elephant balls. So my dog is trying to get a bit better. And here comes the other dog. Now they're both, yeah, pet me, don't pet me. Jesus. Anyway, uh, so we got, now I'm in Brothers Rage and Mountain Bastard. Well, not about a year after Terry was getting a little, uh, I guess he was getting burned out on Brothers Rage. So he stepped away from that. And as I mentioned before, I tried to find a drummer. There was no replacing Terry. Not only because he's 
fucking phenomenal and one of a kind, but also nobody wanted to play with us for some fucking reason. I think it might have been because we lived so far out, uh, but who knows. So Brothers Rage quietly also fell apart and disbanded, unfortunately, and uh, that still fucking sucks. That still hurts to this day because I fucking love that band. Tony, Terry, and Wayne are probably the three funniest fucking people I've ever met. Going over there and hanging out with those guys was good for my mental health. And I think it was good for theirs too. Uh, we were always laughing and having a fucking great time. Tony would just tell the craziest fucking stories and have us all dying. Terry would say the most smart ass mouth shit. And Wayne would chime in every now and again with a fucking zinger. And I, that was the greatest time of my life was playing over there in Wayne's shanty, his shack. But, uh, so we move on from that. So now we got just mountain bastard. So for a couple of years, you know, we got just mountain bastard going and, um, I finally got to a point where I was like, I have so much shit in my head that I need to, to, to get out. But it's not, a lot of it wasn't stuff that fit the mold of Brothers or uh, Mountain Bastard. Um, so I had to get it out. And as I was thinking about this, Chris uh, ab- abruptly left Mountain Bastard. Uh, again, uh, his, his reasons were his own. He had, you know, personal issues and uh, that he wanted to deal with. And being in a band at the time was not helping in any way. So he stepped away. So we had a couple of different people come over and play bass for us for a little while, but no one ever really stayed. Um, So then I got a I got a call one night from Clint of Kamikaze Zombie. They were going into the studio to record an album and I don't know how or where. I don't know if they saw me play somewhere when I was playing with Formulas or Celestial, but they he contacted me and he was like, hey man, we would love it if you could come record with us and maybe join the band. Uh, at first, it was just a, a higher gun gig. I was just there to record the album, play some shows to hype it up, but then I became a full-fledged member. Um that was a fucking phenomenal time too. Clint and Steve and Micah were fucking amazing. Uh, playing with Kamikaze Zombie, we opened up for several things. The biggest one being Cannibal Corpse um, at, I believe it was the Saturn. And that was probably the biggest crowd I'd ever played in front of. And it was fucking awesome. Um. And during all this time, I also hosted a series of concerts in Birmingham called the Night of the Living Metal, where I tried to get a ton of fucking bands from all different forms of rock and metal to play. And we had quite a plethora. We'd have like a death metal band on, then we'd have a fucking rock band and then back to black metal and, you know, shit like that. Those were also fun. But uh, Kamikaze Zombies started, you know, they needed to tour. That was their, their road hogs, I guess is the road dogs, road hogs. Like, oh, you didn't know. 
we gotta go on tour. But uh, I couldn't commit to their schedule because of my shitty work schedule. Uh, I think I mentioned how shit my work schedule is before. But uh, I had to step away from that so they could find somebody that could make the commitment. And I suggested Terry from Mountain Bastard. Uh, since Mountain Bastard was really not doing anything at the time because we couldn't find a bassist. And uh, we'd only played, I think, one, maybe two shows without a bassist. I swapped over and played bass for those shows, uh, which killed me and Brad's guitar harmonies that we had. But uh, I suggested, hey, Terry's not doing anything, really. So they finally hit him up, and now Terry is the drummer for Kamikaze Zombie, and he fucking loves it. And them guys love him, and that's fucking awesome. Um... So after that was when I finally was able to sit down and say, okay, I got to, I got to start recording some shit. I got to start putting out some stuff that I can't put out with mountain bastard. So I sprung for a, <clears throat> a cheaper, uh, Alesis, uh, nitro electric drum kit. I drug my old boss BR, whatever out of the closet, dusted off the cobwebs, <clears throat> uh, grabbed my cables and fucking got to work. And, the same month, which was August 2018, that I initially sat down and made the first art for Exorcist, that same month I put out, um, or actually it wasn't the same month because that album was released on the 1st of August, so it was almost in the same month. Uh, started working on it in July 2018, excuse me, and August 1st, 2018, I put out my first EP that I did completely by myself called so far from reason. Uh, so far from reason is a atmospheric black metal uh, EP. And it's uh, a concept album about terminal illness. Uh, that was a lot of fucking fun. I've been dying to put out some more black metal since uh, mountain bastard had two black metal songs. And I really wanted to do a whole lot more. Uh, so, I put that out and then next I thought I should put out some kind of synth wave like video game thing. So the next month and I dedicated myself at the time. I was going to say I was going to put out an EP every single month and every month it was going to be a different style of music than the last month. So August 1st, I put out a atmospheric black metal EP. I don't remember the, re the release date in September, but I put out under the name exorcist still, I put out, press start, which is a eight bit, 16 bit style. I think it's more 16 bit than eight bit, 16 bit style EP of video game type music. And it also had a concept as all the songs were related to video games, uh, mostly like old school arcades and stuff like that. Songs like insert coin press start was the, you know, like I said, the EP title. Then October rolls around and I, talked to my good friend, Josh Craig, uh, and he wants to do something with me. So it was still released under the name exorcist, but we put out an EP together. Phone just slid all the way over there. Let me turn that back around. We put out an EP together and we called the album or uh, the EP against the grain. And it was a punk pop punk, uh, EP. And the same month, uh, with Craig guest vocaling on one of the songs, which I played last 
uh, last week or whenever the hell I did it last episode. Um, I also did a Halloween album. Uh, it had two original songs, which I did all by myself, and then five cover songs. Uh, one of those cover songs had Josh Craig uh, doing lead vocals. Uh, another one had Elena Wells, who is a fantastic uh vocalist uh she she has a real operatic style i didn't know and uh just damn wow she could build it out and she did a really good job considering the song that we covered uh was actually normally an e standard song but i we recorded it in b and she was still able to nail it so that is pretty incredible uh the third song was uh I'm getting ahead of myself. I didn't even tell you what these songs were. The song I did with Josh Craig was uh, Terror Time by Sky Cycle, which was on the Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island VHS. Uh, Elena did a cover of Rihanna's Disturbia. I had another guest vocalist in mind to do Pet Cemetery" by the Ramones, but tragedy struck and he couldn't make it. So I had to do that one myself. Then I had originally planned and followed through with a... Melody, a medley of Misfits tracks, my favorite mis- some of my favorite Misfits songs. And then uh, my two characters that I created for the Night of the Living Metal 3. Um, or actually, no, I created them for Night of the Living Metal 2, The Master and Hunch. Uh, they did a song, a cover of uh, Boris Pickett, I believe's Monster Mash. Uh, and the song is about the master shitting his pants on Halloween. And the hunch, uh, trying to find him some toilet paper. The hunch. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, after that, decided uh, that I should do a full length album. I'm doing EPs. Be really cool to do a full length. And I had a ton of songs banked for a project that was called Ironborn. And after writing all the music for the Ironborn album, I realized how incredibly difficult it was going to be to record it. Um, Ironborn was going to be a massive multi-musician project with seven songs. There were going to be seven songs. Each one was going to be about seven minutes long. Each track would have a different guest vocalist, guest guitarists, guest bassist, and guest drummer. And it was going to be kind of like Roadrunner United, but Alabama United, I guess. But yeah, after realizing that I didn't have the technology to record amplifiers, cabinets, uh, live drums, I figured it would be kind of a watered down uh, version of what everyone could do. Uh, and paying for it, going to another studio and paying for it was just out of the question because I was broke as a joke. Still am. Broke is life. Okay. So I repurposed those songs into what would be the first full-length album I did called Once Upon the Dark. And again, it also, like everything before, it was done under the Exorcist label. Um, AC's kicking on. So I did that. And again, like almost everything else before, completely done it by myself. I... Did all the vocals, guitars, keyboards, bass. Actually, I don't think there were keyboards on that album. Nope, I don't believe there were. Nope, there were no no keyboards on that. 
But anyway, I did everything else. So <clears throat> after that, I decided, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something because uh, it's like I need to put something else out, and I need to do more black metal. Uh, there was a, a bunch of other genres I could have went to, but. <clears throat> I really, really, really wanted to do some more black metal. And this time I wanted to do a full-length black metal album. Uh, I can't remember what I'd been listening to. I'd been listening to a couple of different melodic black metal bands that had a lot of melody and even some clean singing. And I was like, I want to do that. So that's what I did. And uh, a few months later, and on uh, uh, after uh, the Once Upon the Dark album came out in May... <clears throat> I believe May 5th, I put out the album that I've talked so fucking much about, I'm probably driving everybody crazy, uh, where even the forest dares not tread. And at this point, I decided, okay, Exorcist needs to be strictly black metal. So I went back and repurposed all the artwork from all the old uh, albums and changed everything but the very first EP to different stuff. So the black metal was going to be Exorcist from now on. The synth wave stuff was going to be Vex. The punk stuff was going to be Never Again. And the more traditional style music uh, metal was going to be Once Upon the Dark. And that album title was changed to Evil Lives. So now we are at present day. Uh, I've got Bedroom Studios up and running. I'm churning out stuff as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm collabor collaborating with a lot of really cool individuals. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, I posted uh, the other day that we have, uh, oh my God, cat, why are you like this? We have a Never Again album coming out and we have a Vex album coming out. And on the Never Again album, again, Josh Craig will return and be the lead vocalist on that album. And for the new Vex album, not only am I going to have a guest, a, a, a vocalist that I'm picking out to take over for Vex, but also Chris Scholes from Mountain Bastard is going to help me write that album and play guitar and do some vocals on it, which is going to be really cool. And speaking of Vex, I guess I'll go ahead and say who the new vocalist for Vex is. Uh, I had six people contact me wanting to try out for that position. Cat, what are you doing? I'm not even touching you. It's like fucking Wolverine over here, fucking Berserker, Weapon X mode. But Wolverine doesn't meow. But anyway, uh, so I had six people contact me that wanted to try out for Vex. After that, I heard back initially from four of them. The other two, I have no idea what the fuck happened to them. They just kind of like never, like, oh, man, I don't know if they got in over their heads and realized, you know, them taking this serious and this isn't some kind of bullshit. But two of them never contacted me again. Um, two of the four left that did stay in contact with me got sick and were unable to record a... Fifth just completely gave up, so the sixth uh, has been calmly waiting and 
I think they are who I'm going to go with. So right here now, whether she knows it or not, maybe she'll listen to this podcast and figure it out. The new lead vocalist for Vex is going to be Elena Wells. I've worked with her before. I know she can sing. And I think it'd be cool to have a female vocalist uh, that can hit those high notes and do that operatic style that I can't do. So, yay! Everybody go fucking say, hey, man, badass, you're in a fucking band. Sweet! Can't wait for that record to come out. We're working on it. I think that's pretty much it at this point. Uh, We got a Vex album coming out. We got a Never Again album coming out. With two of my closest friends, Josh Craig and Elena Wells, and it's gonna—they're gonna fucking rock because everything that I put out is better than the thing that I put out before. Uh, I'm learning more and more about how to use that recorder. I'm learning more and more uh, about changing the tones and stuff on there. And uh, I've even recorded something earlier today that I recorded in a wrote and recorded in about three hours that I'm gonna play here in a little while. But uh, I think 30 goddamn minutes has uh, been fucking long enough, so I'm going to fucking take it to the old motherfucking uh, wherever people take it. All right, so quickly, we're going to play some more music tonight, uh, some more stuff that I've done. Um, first thing we're going to play, we're only we got like two cover songs I'm going to play because, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, only get sued. But uh, anyway, the very first thing I'm going to do is just during the middle of fucking summer, because God fucking knows why, I up and decided I wanted to cover the Oogie Boogie song from The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I did it. I made a heavy metal version of the Oogie Boogie song. I originally tried to sound as close to Oogie Boogie as possible, but I don't know why, but it just wasn't working. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, not my natural voice. I'm pretty good at imitating uh, voices, but for some reason it wasn't working. I don't know. So I just went with my normal voice, but I'm going to play that for you now. Uh, This is my uh, cover. Uh, It doesn't really have a band technically because this is something completely different but uh this is my cover of the oogie boogie song from nightmare before christmas enjoy Oh, you 
will suffer dire consequences But children are expecting you So please come to your senses Oh, you're joking, you're joking I can't believe my ears Cause someone shut this battle up I'm drowning in my tears You're funny, I'm laughing You really are too much And now with your permission I'm gonna do my stuff The sound of all the days to me is music in the air Cause I'm a California man it's much more fun, I must confess, with lives on the line Not mine, I don't want yours, I want that, that'll be just fine Please be fast or you will have to answer for this heinous act Oh brother, you're something, you put me in a spin You aren't comprehending the position that you're in It's hopeless, you're finished, you haven't got a prayer Top this stuff, boogie boogie, and you now the next thing that I'm going to play for you, the next cover song, is something I've done quite recently, and this this one does have a band associated with. This is Exorcist. I have wanted to cover Dawkins' Dream Warriors since the day I fucking heard that song. Uh, and that was a long fucking time ago. I, I loved singing that fucking song. So I finally, as I was recording, uh, getting ready to record, uh, where in the forest dares not tread, I decided, okay, I gotta go. I gotta goddamn do this. I gotta fucking cover docking and I'm going to do it black metal style. And it's going to be fucking awesome. And it is, it's fucking great. Uh, I think so. Anyway, a couple other people fucking thought so, but, uh, by the way, if you want the MP3 uh, to any cover songs that we've done, uh, just hit up the Bedroom Studios page and I'll email it to you. Uh, <clears throat> I technically can't sell it because I'm not paying for the uh, the fucking uh, you know the cover license fee or whatever. Uh, but obviously, I can't give it away for free. Uh, techni- can't technically do that on a platform either, like Bandcamp. Can't upload it to Bandcamp. That's 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 a no. That's dangerous. You know, don't want to get my Bandcamp page shut down. And uh, you sit, shit's on the YouTube chant page, I believe, but that's because the uh, the channel's not monetized, so I'm not getting any money from it. I'm not stealing out of anybody's pocket. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you want any cover songs that you hear, uh, they're all free. Uh, just, like I said, message the band page, uh, the Bedroom Studios page on Facebook, and I'll email them to you. But anyway, this is Exorcist covering... Dawkins Dream Warriors from The Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3. And I almost fucking said The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare on Elm Street Before Christmas. Enjoy.
Okie dokie. And now we got a one-off song that I did. Again, not the appropriate time to do it, but I uh, was watching, uh, me and my wife watched the Muppet Christmas Carol out of the blue one day. And just, I don't know, I was inspired to do a song and do it, do a song from the perspective of Jacob Marley talking to Scrooge, letting him know, you know, his days are numbered and he needs to change his ways. This song again, doesn't have really a band to go with it. Uh, I tried to do like a ghost style with the music. Um, I was not even going to attempt fucking, you know, vocals like ghosts uh, at that point in time. But anyway, this is Change by, I guess, me.
So I guess I'll close out the show tonight by playing the song that I mentioned earlier in the 30 fucking minute span where I just ran my fucking mouth. Actually, that was a sleepover. That was the sleepover with me by myself like a kid with no friends. So this is the true story. Uh, anyway, uh, so I just wrote and record recorded this earlier. I don't, again, I don't know why. Um, a lot of, a lot of the songs and pretty much, pretty much every song that I write, <clears throat> uh, that I've put, recorded and put out except for cover songs, obviously. And the stuff that was on once upon the dark, um, all those songs were written as they were being recorded. Uh, I never sat down for days writing riffs and trying to combine stuff. When I would get a riff in my head, I would go in there, start tracking it, and finish writing the song right then and there. I don't know. It's it's a talent I have, I guess. But uh, I've never recorded part of a song or wrote part of a song and been like, okay, i got to finish that up later. Uh, I may have done that with a riff here and there for Mountain Bastard, but <clears throat> for everything else, Exorcist and Bedroom Studios related, it was start writing it, start recording it, finish writing it while recording it, get it out same day. So I was listening to Gwar earlier and uh, the last album they did, Blood of Gods, fucking killer, killer record. And I don't know, I had a Gwar riff pop in my head, like a Gwar style riff. And I was like, man, I got to put this out. And so I went there, started recording it. And as I got the guitar finished and the bass finished, I uh, went to do the drums and then I was like, oh man, it would be cool if I threw like some old fucking Venom, like Chronos style, you know, almost like how he, how he, uh, did vocals on that, uh, Probot song, uh, Centuries of Sin. So I also threw in some of my fucking Halford highs and shit on there. I got to stop doing that. But anyway, uh, this song, okay. You know, like I said, I wrote, recorded, you know, the whole thing in one go in about three hours. It was done. Uh, lyrics don't make much sense. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't have time to sit down and write them. I just wanted to, you know, put this out real quick. So uh, I just titled the song Heaven and Hell, and I did my best to stay on track and make it about hell attacking heaven. So anyway, I guess this song is called Heaven versus Hell. Uh, enjoy.
All right, I guess to close out tonight, uh, just uh, by saying thank you to everyone that's watching the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you to everyone that's picked up or at least listened to all the shit on the Bandcamp page. Uh, thanks to everybody that listens to this fucking podcast. Uh, appreciate it. All 14 of you. Uh, it means a lot. And, uh, if you can steal my shit from somewhere besides me, fucking steal it, play it, share it. I don't care. Really appreciate everyone's support. Like I said, I, I, I named dropped a couple of people that have, you know, contacted me personally and, and told me this shit just out of the blue. Uh, it really means a lot. Uh, so thank you. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, October 30th Vex superior technological presence will be out. And like I said, Chris Scholes will be doing guitar and vocals on that record with me. Elena Wells will be our vocalist lead vocalist. Uh, and then new year's day, uh, never again is going to drop that next, uh, our next album, uh, called A Time and a Place for Us. Uh, Joshua Craig will be doing lead vocals on that. I'll be doing everything else. Uh, in the meantime, probably get to hear a cover song or a one-off original like that last thing I just played here and there. But uh, we'll see. But until next time, actually until Sunday, because I got Matt Crawford on Sunday. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.